This is the Valley Voices Podcast. The stars and the storytellers of the Comox Valley. I just want to welcome to the program James Brown, who is not only a filmmaker, but a filmmaker who's calling the Comox Valley home. James, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Uh, good, to, good to chat with you, Ken. I first heard about you after the Comox Film Festival. We had done a, a bit on the air. We are talking about it on the morning show. My friend Darcy reached out and said, hey, I know a guy, and he's moved to the Comox Valley. Then he sent me a package that had your work, um, documentary films. Those are what you like doing the best, right? Documentaries? That's what I've been focusing on, yeah, mostly the last, say, you know, three, four years. Yeah, documentary. Okay. Um, before we get into your life, these documentaries, one of them is really timely. You talk about Bryant Big Country Reeves and searching for him, being part of the Grizzlies. We just had the NBA Finals. Tell us a little bit about that. The biggest question I have is, did you find Big Country? That's the big question. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, I think everybody out there who watched the film knows, you know, you can't have a fighting Big Country without a big reveal at the end. So. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely safe for me to say, yeah, we did. Uh, he was a tough guy to track down. Um, he was very camera shy and media shy. He really didn't want to engage after the Grizzlies left town, but, um, the filmmaker, uh, or the director of the film, uh, Kathleen Jamie is uh, a Vancouver Grizzlies super fan and, um, you know, won over the heart of big country uh, in sort of the usual way that she does as a super fan of the sport and of the team and uh, convinced him to uh, let us interview him and travel to his home in Oklahoma and uh, and get the story. I mean, big country was sort of what set off the whole grisly sort of trajectory that we've been on for the last, you know, three, four years, mm-hmm. um, culminating in this recent feature that we did uh, called the grisly truth, where we actually like look at the team as a whole, look at the, you know, conspiracy theories that were surrounding why they left town, why they had such uh, a huge fan following and um, kind of just diving deep into their history to to learn a bit more about them. The host you found was perfect. And I only know this because I watched the trailer that Darcy had sent me. She was bang on. And I love the fact that she found people down in, um, where did they go? Memphis, right? They went to Memphis. So Memphis for the for the feature film. Yeah, we went there. That was one of the many <laughs> cities we went to across the US. One of the best quotes on that trailer was, they don't even have grizzlies in Memphis. <laughs> yep. It was so yep. good, man. Yep, We're always a head scratcher. Why I mean, maybe there's branding reasons why they didn't want to change the team name, but yeah, that's that's the obvious one. That's hilarious. So there's that one and the one that really caught my interest, being a hockey player and a hockey fan my whole life and being you know, so riled up in 2011 in the Stanley Cup Finals and the riot. What made you do a documentary on that? I mean, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of talk about it. There was a lot of people, I think, that were interested in um, in doing something on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just coming off the the sort of the the hype of doing the Grizzlies film and having a real heartbeat into the sports landscape in Vancouver that when we started talking about, you know, other things in Vancouver we could focus our eyes on, obviously anyone who was in Vancouver and is a hockey fan knows that. And there wasn't a lot of, um, I'd say there was lots of material, but there wasn't a lot of people making uh, making work about it. So right. we said, there could be a really interesting angle here. We really wanted to focus on the riot itself, obviously, and the aftermath of that, but then the whole kind of social media aspect of it and how that changed the landscape for so many things, I think, post that riot. It was uh, it was a big game changer for a lot of, you know, just social things that happened afterwards. 
just think about what it did for tourism. I remember li- I was living in Alberta at the time, and I remember people just, they they sort of pigeonholed Vancouver. That's what Vancouver is. But they don't remember yeah. that, you know, it happened in Montreal. You know, it's happened yeah. pretty much everywhere. And Vancouver was, I guess they were susceptible to that sort of social yeah. angst after something as big as a Stanley Cup just being a reason to riot, I guess. At that time, Vancouver just got labeled. And I, I remember before that, Vancouver had nicknames like Lotus Land, the place to be. People always wanted to be there. And then all of a sudden, it, overnight, it just changed. Oh, look at these guys. Yeah. Look what they're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a very stressful um, time for Vancouver and probably sports. Whether you're the Lions, the Whitecaps, <laughs> the Canucks, you're probably looking at that going, oh, this is going to be a, a tough hill to climb out of, you know. Oh. For sure. Uh, it was a bad rep for the city, for sure, for, you know, years afterwards, I think. It took a, a long time to kind of climb out. And, um, yeah. I mean, you know what? The funny thing is, too, it's like it wasn't the first time that the city rioted for a hockey game. Uh, yeah. It happened again or happened before in 94. Yeah. Game seven, uh, you know, against the Rangers in 94. So, it, yeah. it you know, history was repeating itself in a weird way that nobody expected. But, yeah. I mean, maybe they should have. I don't know. It's, it was one of those things that we looked into the film, and we we don't come away with a definitive answer. Obviously, this is why, but we just have a, a full scope and read on people and some of the rioters we actually interviewed as well, too. Oh um, wow! Some of them were willing to share their stories, yeah, in person, and some of them chose to sort of be more anonymous because they had, you know, had a lot of public backlash for what they did for, for oh, I bet. Reasons. So I bet, it yeah. Was, uh, yeah, it was it was a really interesting kind of deep dive into the cause and effect of it all. The one couple that I think of, and you probably covered them, I haven't seen the movie yet, I can't wait to see it, but were the couple that were kissing on the street, and that went viral yeah. all over the world. Some people said they weren't kissing, he was just trying to protect her from a raging stampede of people, right? But it was a yeah. great shot, yeah. it's one of those those shots that live in infamy now in, in Vancouver, which is kind of ironic because it was during a riot and here's this little picture of love <laughs> That's, yeah, that yeah. Vancouver was known for before the riot, right? This is Valley Voices. Let's talk about you, man. What, why Comox Valley? What brought you here? Oh, I mean, first of all, like I just got to say, I've only been here since November uh, last year, 2022, 20, uh, and it's just the beauty of it. It's a beautiful place. I have a friend that lives in Comox, so I visited a couple times and uh, just really fell in love with the, the space and the surroundings, nature, mountains. It was all there. I was in uh, New Westminster before this, um, you know, had access to some of the same things, but with 200% more people in every place you try to <laughs> yeah, go to. Right. So a little more space, a little more just like laid back. I was working in Vancouver, so I was needing to kind of be connected to Vancouver in a very, uh, very sort of, you know, rigid way. And then obviously the pandemic comes along and opens up remote work. And, uh, you know, you set your sights on on different cities where you want to live. And this was just a really beautiful spot that uh, we fell in love with. Did you have family here? What, what kind of research did you do? Do you have friends telling you, hey, come over here? How did that happen? Yeah, friends that live here already. So we've done a bit of recon to see the the place and, and been out here a few times. No family, kind of, you know, to be honest, a little bit of a plunge too. Took uh, a bit sure. of a dive and uh, sort of hoped that things were going to work out for the best. And, and they've been amazing. I mean, meeting uh, other, you know, creatives and, uh, you know, being part of this film festival they have here now that's sort of in its infancy. I was just part of that. So um, neat. It's just really cool to see... Uh, just the things that are going on here. It's, it's a really great little city. We're in. There were a lot of creative people here and a lot of people who have done well 
in other places, whether it's celebrity or business or whatever it is, they come here and people leave them alone. You could work here. You can find like-minded people. And it's just like every day you could run into somebody and go, wow, what made you come here? But it's, it's obvious. It's beautiful. And it's a place that you can live your life and not have to worry about the pressures of a big city like you pointed out. So I find it fascinating. I really love that you can chat with us. I'm looking forward to chatting with you more. Um, I'd love to visit with you more. And James, welcome to the Comox Valley. I know it's about seven months too late, but <laughs> I'm so glad I reached out. And uh, uh, thanks. Can we give a plug to your couple of documentaries you brought up? What's the Big Country one called? The Big Country uh, short film. It's called Finding Big Country. That's available actually pretty much anywhere on YouTube. You can just search for that online. I think Tell Us Story, I post that one on their uh, page. Mm-hmm. And then um, the feature that that led into was called The Grizzly Truth. That's available on Crave in Canada. Okay. Yeah, the Stanley Cup ride is called I'm Just Here for the Riot. And that's basically in a, a festival run right now, but it's going to be available on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's an ESPN 30 for 30 film. So that'll be in probably, we don't actually know when that is, but we're thinking okay. the fall, maybe spring next year. But it'll run some festival, uh, of course. I mean, maybe even the Comox Festival, you know? That'd be but, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But right now, it's, it's just getting out there. James, thank you so much. And uh, next time you're in town, stop by the station. We'd love to have you. And uh, I look forward to working with you more and talking with you more. Thanks, James. Thanks, Ken. Good to have you. The Valley Voices Podcast. The stars and the storytellers of the Comox Valley. Find us wherever you download your favorite podcasts. If you have a guest idea for the show, email us at valleyvoices at vistaradio.ca.